Hi, friends. Welcome to the Fit Christian Woman podcast, where we make health and fitness fun, inspirational, and transformative from the inside out. I'm your host, Kelsey Bryant. I'm a wife, mom, daughter of the king, and a clinical exercise physiologist. I'm here to help you finally find a fitness plan that works for you and glorifies Jesus. So fill up your water jug, put on your yoga pants. It's time to get fit. Hey Fit Family, I hope you're doing well. I want to come on and jump into a series about postpartum and postpartum weight loss. I have a lot of women that listen and they might still be in the mommy phase having babies or just a few years out of having their last child. So I really want to address this for women because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of wrong guidance and I just want to come on and kind of maybe debunk some myths and offer some true guidance and a plan and relative exercises and approaches that I think will really just kind of hit home for the postpartum woman. And if you're a listener and you're out of the baby phase, please stay tuned. A lot of the advice in here is good advice for anyone just getting back at exercising, and it's really focused around women, our bodies, all the changes that we've gone through with childbirth and how and hormone shifts and how we can really adapt. So I hope you enjoy the series. I'm going to bring on a few guests to really talk to specific areas and it's just going to be a lot of fun and a lot of knowledge. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy. Carrie Callum is here today as the first guest in this postpartum series and I'm so happy that she is. She's a birth fit coach and really understands the first steps of getting back into exercise postpartum. She gives us a lot of knowledge, a lot of practical tools, and ways to get started right after the six weeks if we feel like we're ready. And she also gives us permission to take a little bit more time if our body needs it, if our lifestyle demands it, and if we're just not ready. So her information is beautiful, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Make sure you check her out. And follow her on Instagram for all the other information and goodies to help you postpartum. All right. Hello, we're here with my friend Carrie, and she is going to talk to us today about postpartum. We're going to jump into this conversation starting off the series just so women can really understand from other women's perspective about entering back into exercise and into movement and how to do it safely. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know your name, what you're about, um, and yeah, just kind of jump right in. Sure. My name is Carrie Kellum. I am a personal trainer, a birth fit coach, a group fitness instructor, an aqua fitness instructor, and a certified core instructor. I love it. Those things are so important. And especially when we are new mamas, I mean, it might not be our first child. We might not be new to motherhood, but when we're coming off of pregnancy and having a baby and things change and with each birth, I feel like there's always something different for me. My body didn't respond back as quickly the first time. And I've heard that more and more children come women are having that same struggle. So whether they're first time mamas or if they're coming off third, fourth, fifth pregnancy, whatever it is, what kind of tips can you give us or tell me kind of when you think people are ready to get 
back into movement and exercise. The doctor tells us we're okay at six weeks, but what do you feel or what have you seen? Sure. How can you support those women? Everybody's body is different. And I tell that to every client, everybody trains different. Everybody heals differently. Some people may be ready to start a gentle walk at six to eight weeks. Some people may not be ready to do that for 12 weeks. We are, po- there's no time limit on postpartum. You're healing for years, honestly. So, you know, and also what was your activity before you got pregnant? What was your activity while you were pregnant? Were you able to still continue to work out? I see a lot of people jumping into their activities early, but they also worked out the entire pregnancy. And that's definitely not any shame to a mom that just couldn't do it. We just have so much going on in our bodies while we're pregnant, but there is a lying in period and birth fit is very confident in this period. It could be like eight months. It could be a little less, but it's just allowing your body to heal from the journey that you just went through. And we do say that around the 12 week mark, if you can walk front carrying your baby for 30 minutes without being completely out of breath, then you're ready to start something slow, something gentle birth fit, which has some nice gentle core moves. And what I do is I watch you on your first session just to see how your body moves and your weight has changed with front load bearing while you're pregnant. And so your balance could be off. And so that's another reason why we want you to wait for a little bit, just so you can kind of get your feel back in for just, you know, you're no longer carrying that baby. But again, every mama is different. Yeah, I love that. And I think that, oh, we get so excited, or I feel like you just kind of like busted so many myths there that I want to kind of highlight. Besides everybody being different, I think that listening to our body is so important when, and I've exercised my, my whole life. Right. But with my first one, it was different. Right. And it hit me different. And I kind of teetered off exercise. I walked, but I didn't do the weight training that I did and was able to do with even my second. So I think that it's really important too, because I think as mamas, we are like, okay, even if we didn't exercise before, we're like, okay, 12 weeks, I'm ready to like go full blow. And I think that you highlighted that that's so important. Like it matters what you did before Mm -hmm. and during pregnancy because the body, it does, it it responds. And that's true. Anytime you're starting any exercise routine. So I think that those are really important tips that I just want each woman to hear because that makes a difference. That gives us a little bit of a grace period that we don't have to keep saying, oh no, it's time, it's time, it's time. Well, you might be needing to work up if you didn't exercise any time before. And I know a lot of them too, and myself included, as soon as we have the baby, we're like, okay, we have to get this baby weight off right now. My youngest is eight and a half. I'm still trying to get that baby weight off. It takes time. And what I see a lot in women is they're not giving themselves enough grace. Even if you don't have a little one at home, just women are so hard on themselves. And we just have to accept that we're not going to look the same. We could look better. We could stay how we are. I mean, only God knows, but we have to be kinder to ourselves, kinder to our bodies. We are so kind to everyone else around us. And then we beat ourselves up and that just sets us up for failure. Be gentle. And again, like you said, listen to your body. I love that. I tried to 
portray that all the time as I walk women through a fitness journey, whether that's weight loss or just getting healthy, maybe just jumping into strength training is that give yourself grace. And, yeah. and I'm glad that you highlighted that and everybody is different and it takes different times. And we have so much going on that yeah. maybe you can work out five days a week while maybe this other woman can only get in 30 minutes once or twice a week. And yeah. that needs to be okay. I love that you kind of said wearing, and I hadn't heard that before, but I feel like it's so good to be able to wear your baby facing front and walk for 30 minutes and then seeing how you feel. And if you're out of breath or if you couldn't even make it that time, then just continuing with that gentle walk is a great place to start. And the deep belly breathing, even if you can't, if you're not at a point where it's time to work out, deep nasal belly breathing is a great core workout. And people don't realize how important that is to not be breathing from the chest to not really be breathing from the mouth. I mean, mouth is meant for eating. The nose is meant for breath. You know, we have nose hair to protect us from all the stuff that's out there. Our mouth does not have that. So if you're not at that stage yet, just start practicing inhaling for four through the nose, exhaling for four out of the nose, deep core, feel the inside of the abs moving, feel the obliques, the rib cage expanding. And that might help to make you feel like you're actually doing something when you just can't do it quite yet. Oh, I love that because we could be sitting nursing, taking those deep breaths even, or sitting just resting because the baby's finally asleep and and they woke up all night. So I think that that is so great. I remember as I went through, I was in postpartum and then I had lost my father and stuff. And I went to see the specialist and he was like, you're not even breathing properly because you're so filled with just all these emotions and different things that couldn't even breathe. And I was like, what? And he's like, you got to start breathing before we can even go deeper. So I love that you highlighted that because it is that deep inhale through the nose. And then that exhale, not only does it start to activate those muscles, you're spot on, but then what are the other benefits? It helps reduce stress. It helps lower those cortisol levels. Yes. It's getting oxygen to our muscles yes. um, and to our brain, because I mean, mama brain is real. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that is a real thing, right? So thank you. Thank you for saying that even that is enough at this point. What other kind of things do you highlight for those kind of just starting out or that you maybe go through in birth fit? Sure. Kind of movements or whatnot. Yeah. 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 And like we said, we were mentioning before, you know, that everybody's different. I don't really, I start everybody at the same spot as far as the first session with the assessments. There's some lunging, if possible, depending on knees, they're squatting, depending on knees, just to see how your inner thighs are going, how strong your ankles and, you know, are to hold you up. But there are 15 core moves are very gentle that everybody does. Some people, we do them before every single session and they're also included in homework and around the two or three month mark, some people are ready for a little more. And so I'll add a bender ball, you know, I'll add an unstable surface, like a BOSU or something just number one, so they don't get bored and their muscles don't get bored. But number two, it will just encourage them to keep going. They'll see how strong they're getting. And cause after a certain amount of time, dead bug gets easy. And so I'll throw a little bender ball underneath and just the look on their face, number one of focus, but whoa, I'm doing something different. That just, that excites me. You know, when they come in and they're telling me that they're able to do a certain thing and they're excited about it, I get super excited. 
but we always start with stuff like dead bug, cat cow is another good one, bird dog, they're very slow. And that's another thing with the breathing, breathing in for four and out for four, sometimes we'll breathe in for seven, but it will allow you to slow these moves down because they're not meant to be cardio. So every time you change direction in one of these core moves, you're going to change direction of the breath. And it really helps you to think about what muscle am I using? Because I'm going to cue you. And if you're not using your abs and you're using your quads, say for like the dead bug, you're going to stop and really focus with that breath. Um, and it helps to prevent injury. And it helps, you know, during heavy lifting, because once you are at that stage where we can move up, we start adding dumbbells and weight resistant bands. And again, the BOSU and the kettlebell and women, I'm having fun because they are really liking the kickboxing that I'm adding in and the battle ropes. And they come in and they're like, whoa, what is that new toy? And the next thing I know, I've got women on battle ropes and they're super excited, but we definitely don't start off with that. We start off nice and slow and we work on a lot of different muscles without any of the toys. We just use body weight and all that good stuff. And uh, women are losing inches. Women are healing their diastasis recti. Women, I do have a lot of older women too. They're able to put their shoes on now. These things that they're saying are small. They're huge. They are those non-scale victories that I get pumped about. So it's yeah. not just, there's just a lot going on and I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that you highlighted perfectly just the way that a lot of personal trainers approach training in general. So this is good for any women that in some moves we start with body weight because yeah. that's enough because first we always want to keep you safe. So we got to make sure your form's great before we add any weight. And that's the same ladies as you're getting back into exercise or coming off of having a baby or just starting an exercise program, starting with body weight routines are excellent ways yes. to get moving to start to create your routine, right? Because a lot of things come with exercise and you can start, you just said already losing those inches and doing all those great things. And then it kind of gets fun. Like there's a lot of movement that then you change up a little bit. You said you bring in some toys, you add a BOSU ball, you change the position a little bit, you go deeper or you add dumbbells to make these moves more advanced. And that's the way we should kind of be progressing at any level and sure. throughout all exercise. And I like that you really connect that breath with the movement. I'm certified in Pilates as well. I teach a lot of that just for my clients too, because women love to train core and train those yes. long lean muscles and feel the way those things go. So let's kind of transition and talk a little bit then about the core or even in the OBGYN, they're always like, yeah, make sure you're doing your Kegels, all this stuff. But then women are kind of like, uh, okay okay, yeah, I'll do them, but what and how and what? So how do you kind of approach core training when coming off of postpartum and having a child? Yeah, after doing some research and being trained in core, I'm not a huge fan of Kegels. I kind of agree with a lot of professionals when the Kegels confuse the body. Mm. Get that thing down there called the pelvic floor. And a lot of people think that they need to strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. And sometimes the pelvic floor is actually too tight. So if we yeah. keep doing those things down there, we're confusing. It's like a girdle and it's holding up a few organs, the bladder. And so there's a lot of incontinence people are having. And I will be honest, I was one of those people when it came to cardio, I would have to wear a pad or something. And it was embarrassing. And I was quite a few years off from having kids. 
And it was that deep belly breathing. And I had learned a different way to breathe in one of these core classes that I was taking for my personal training certification. And it changed my life. And I use that in birth fit and I've never seen it taught anywhere else. They don't talk about it on YouTube and it's below the belly button. It's way down there in the pelvic area and it's really deep. And once you nail it, it's there and it's really, it's tightening, strengthening the pelvic floor, but then it's relaxing the pelvic mm -hmm. floor and letting it fall into where it needs to go. And so again, that's where we start in birth fit is breath. And I don't move past that. We start every session with the breathing for about two minutes. We just did a whole bunch of laundry and dishes and school drop-offs. And we threw dinner in the crock pot and they come running in and they're frazzled. And so we stop, you know, we chat real quick about the day, but then we sit on the floor and I've got some spa music playing and we breathe. And then we kind of stretch the neck. There's three stretches we always start off with, shoulder, neck, and hip. And we just kind of slow everything down. And like you were saying, the cortisol, man, that gets up there with stress. I am, a, I could be the spokesperson for, for that. <laughs> sure. My cortisol was through the roof and my hormone test and that breathing really helps. Walking outside nice and slow really helps adding yoga, mind and breath and body, but the breathing is just, it's essential to slow it down and to heal that inner core before you start adding extra stuff onto it. Awesome. I love it. I like how you also mentioned about prior to this, all these like non-scale victories. And I think yeah. it's really important to highlight too, for women to measure those as well, because if your goal is weight loss, it's great to see the scale go down, but things like making sure that we're no longer wetting ourselves when we sneeze that yeah. can come with exercise Huge. with breath weight. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I've had many clients tell me that. And then too, like losing inches too. And especially, I yes. think I noticed more in my postpartum the second time that I lost inches quicker, but the scale wasn't moving or changing as much as I thought it should be, or it just didn't respond as quickly the first yeah. time. So measuring those things, like measuring our inches lost, or even if you don't take exact measurements, ladies, I'm talking about if you're still wearing, you know, the hair tie around your jeans to keep, yeah. keep them buttoned, <laughs> you know, that maternity trick, but then all of a sudden you can button your jeans, like clearly you've lost inches. So yes. you don't even have to get out the measuring tape, ladies, if you're just making this a healthy priority and you're not looking to meet specific things. So things like that, the way our clothes fit, I know it's always hard with your breasts and if you're nursing and those changes. So that one, but I'm talking more about around the belly and around where we carried the baby. Um, having some of those non-scale victories will keep you motivated. Yeah. And how about just it. feeling better in general? My clients, they're just, they're feeling so much better. One of them had to take stairs and the first time she did it, it was, she was really tired. And then now that she's been moving and doing more, she's taken a stairs, like a boss, you know, and like dropping something on the floor and just being able to pick it up. But the way you feel, you know, and I love the thing with the tie for the jeans. Yeah. Like the clothes fit better. That scale, darn it. I don't like scales. Throw it out. I don't like them. I do birth fit. I do measuring the first week. And then I go every four weeks, we do measurements and it's not to shame you or upset you, but it's to motivate you. But when they say, I just feel good. You know what? I could just sign off and be done. That's right. the whole purpose of this entire thing. Yes, to not urinate on ourselves. Yes, to be able to zip <laughs> up our jeans. 
but to feel good because that is, we're supposed to be feeling good. Life is hard. There's a lot going on, but man, you can go outside and get your groceries and come back in and be like, whoa, I'm not tired from that anymore. Well, hallelujah. Agreed. Oh, that's so beautiful. Feeling better. It helps us sleep better. It regulates those hormones that are already fluctuating all the time in postpartum. It helps lower our stress, which increases our patience with if we have other children running around or our husbands or whatnot. So taking that time to, do you run into this? that it's hard for women to sign up or say yes, or do they feel guilty when they're there? Do you see any of that in your classes? I have some people that do struggle to sign up because they have kids. I do allow babies to come, ones that are non-mobile, because we do have a bassinet. I'm a self-proclaimed baby whisperer. Uh, (laughs) That baby starts, I'm doing squats, hold the baby. I want mom to focus. She doesn't have to worry about the baby. I got this. Yeah. Um, I train from for the baby bouncing, whatever. But I do have moms that it's their women just find it hard to fit it in the schedule. I don't think men do. I love men. <laughs> yeah. But they want to go to the gym, they go, you know, yes. and women have to make sure that everything is lined up for them. But if we want it bad enough, we'll figure it out. It's only yes. 50 minutes with me. If you're in a gym, you know, I did a post the other day on Instagram. We don't have time for that. You don't have time to be in the gym for hours. It's a nice escape, especially if there's childcare. There are a few gyms that have that, but we just don't have time for it. 20 minutes in and out, 30 minutes in and out, or do a group fitness class, get a personal trainer. That way you don't have to think about any of it. They have it all for you. Get a journal, write down all your workouts. So that way during the week, when you need homework, you flip to a page and your trainer has already prepared it for you. I love not having to think. So having a personal trainer is a great idea to be able to squash those goals and uh, not have to think about it. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Because we got enough on our mind. And if, and if exercise is new to you, or if you haven't worked out before, agreed, let the professionals do their thing, pay for it, take the notes. I never get upset if I have clients writing down the routine. And even if they complete it again that week, yes, please. You paid for it. Take it as much as you can. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Let people know where they can find you, how they can connect, how they can just be part of what you're doing. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. It is birthfit underscore Carrie, K-E-R-I underscore K. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include it in the show notes so everybody can easily find it there and connect with you. Well, thank you for being part of this. You're doing great work. I'm sure there are mamas out there that just want to applaud you for helping them get back healthy, giving them their life back, taking that time. So until we get to talk again, I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks, Kelsey. You too. Bye. Bye. Carrie had some great knowledge for us. And here are the highlights. Before you begin exercising, evaluate what you were doing prior to baby and while you were pregnant. Kind of check your activity levels before you dive into a routine. It may affect how you get started. Number two, how to know when to start exercising. If you're able to front wear that baby for 30 minutes while taking a walk and you're not out of breath, you may be ready to start a more intense exercise routine. Carrie also told us to start simple with walks and breathworks and light, gentle movements to get back into exercise. And number three, or number four, 
Give yourself grace. Everybody is different and every baby is different. Just because one pregnancy was one way and it might be different the second or third time around. So continue to give yourself grace and listen to your body. Stay tuned through the next episodes in this series as we continue through this postpartum journey. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode has really blessed you. And if it has, please tell a friend and leave a review. I appreciate it so much. Plus, it helps to grow the reach of this podcast so more Christian women can find true health too.